Hello and a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this, our third episode of the Real DR podcast. Our special guest today is Ty Oz, who was born 35 years ago in East London. He lived in Kent for the first 15 years of his life before his parents took him to the island of Hispaniola. A quick geography lesson for those of you who don't know, Hispaniola is the second largest island in the Caribbean, shared by two countries, the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Ty has been living in Sosua for 20 years now and is an avid diver and snorkeler. Ty speaks fluent Spanish and has been involved with real estate on the North Coast for 15 years. He appeared on an episode of House Hunters International in 2012 and for three years worked as vice president for the fastest growing real estate developer on the North Coast. Ty, it's a pleasure to have you here, mate. Bill, thanks very much for having us this evening. It's a pleasure, thank you. Yeah, how's life treating you? Good? Not bad, but yesterday's result could have been a little bit better. I don't know what you're talking about. I think you know. I'm, I'm surprised you left out of the introduction there that I'm a Liverpool fan. You being a United fan yourself. Well, yes. <laughs> That's why you left <laughs> it out. I think ultimately no one really cares. <laughs> I know two people here right now that do, but anyway... You're the interviewer. All right, all right. Now, listen, the first thing I want to ask you, so you're 15 years old. You're living in, you're living in Kent. You're going to school yeah. in Kent. Sorry, I went to school, but yeah, similar. You went to an high school, didn't you? Yeah, Caterham School, nice private school. Posh one. Proper posh one. That's yeah. why you speak posh. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so you're 15 years old, and then, and then, Something happens, you, you, your life changes, and all of a sudden you're going to a Caribbean island. How did, how did that happen? Yeah, well, um, my father had been looking to leave the UK for several years, and he actually um, he traveled as far as Africa, he covered Europe, uh, other islands in the Caribbean and the States, and um, the place the parents most wanted to come to was the Dominican Republic. So we'd been there a couple of times ourselves. Um, but actually, you know, sort of, the shock hit um, when when we arrived and, you know, everything's sold back home and now you're here in Sosua and your friends are, you know, 10 hours away. You don't speak the language. So it was, it was you know, the first couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you know, whatever, it, it wasn't easy uh, acclimatising to the situation. But um, pretty much after that, you know, you start going to the beach, playing football, going to the gym and stuff like that. It became it became quite a nice lifestyle. What well, was it a shock though? I mean, how did it happen? Right, somewhere off to the Caribbean. Was it, was it kind of that or was it a slower process? It had been planned. It had been planned. Uh, you know, my father wanted to leave the UK um, for several years. Um, and we were given the option, obviously, if we, we could have stayed, we could have, we could have come with. So we decided to come with. And um, I guess the rest is history. Yeah. So what were your first impressions? When your first impressions when he came here as a 15 year old well it's a boy isn't it 15 year old yeah. boy what were your first impressions well my, my earliest memory actually um when we first moved here the first week or so before we, we got a place to live we, we were staying in a hotel in hotel pier giorgio and i remember vividly walking up that street from pier giorgio to la rocca with my mother to buy a pizza and i just said to her i said let's go back i want to go back i want to buy our old house back <laughs> You know, it was like, what's, what is this? What's going you know on? what I mean? Um, 
but no, I mean, you know, we, we found a nice place to stay and all that and, um, you know, met good people along the way. And, you know, the transition was, was a fairly good one. I've, I've got no regrets about it at all. Um, I'm glad I'm here. I enjoy my life here. So, you know, no change is necessarily easy. But, um, you know, we made it. Definitely, definitely. And something I've, you know, I want to ask you this um, because lots of people come here to live um, or lots of people go to, to other countries to live. And this is a Spanish-speaking island. And you took the time and the trouble to learn Spanish, not just to speak it, but to write it, to understand it fluently, even legal documents. Yep, you've yep. told me this before, that you, you yep. pour, you've poured over legal documents. That's quite impressive. Now, what advice would you give to anyone that wants to learn a foreign language, like Spanish? Well, what I did, I mean, I didn't really have a choice because we're out there playing sports with kids that only speak Spanish and, you know, we're, we're chasing girls that aren't speaking English. So you, you've got to, you know, get it right. So the, the trick I used, um, I try and learn as many new words every day I could. And I had a dictionary and on each letter of the alphabet, I, I made a little cutout thing so I could quickly go to A or to C or to F and pick that word up that I didn't understand and learn it immediately and go over it and just go over it. I mean, I, I do give people advice like to learn one word a day. You know, even people that are thinking of moving here, maybe they're going to retire here in two years. I say, just learn one word a day. You know, that's seven words a week. It's 300 odd words a year. You've got two years. Most of them don't do it. And they end up coming in and saying, okay, okay, cerveza, cerveza, una cerveza. So, you know, you've got to put the effort in. So, you know, and, and what, <clears throat> obviously what are the benefits you know anyone that's thinking of moving here what, what would you list right away <clears throat> as the benefits of of learning a language fluently properly like like yeah not just care and surveys and, and, and you know. oh, i mean maybe some people don't need to maybe some people they're just going to retire at the beach and drink themselves to death in which case they're fine but no if you want to sort of be involved in life down here you know you need to need to have an understanding of what's going on so it, it I mean, I think it's a first necessity, really. Cool. Now, you're, you're working in the real estate business. You've got 15 years experience within that. And uh, obviously living on a, you know, it's everyone's dream to go and live in the Caribbean and buy some property in the Caribbean. What would be your advice to anyone looking to relocate to the Dominican Republic? Because on, on the social media forums, I see it all the time. Oh, we're coming down to live in the Dominican Republic. Given your experience and your expertise, what would you say are the crucial things that someone should do if they're thinking of moving here, buying a property here? Well, I mean, you should have a look around. You should certainly um, not believe in everything that, that you get told on the internet. Um, you know, that there are some very nice properties to be had for very nice prices. I mean, we're still the cheapest real estate market in the whole Caribbean, which, you know, that has a lot to say for itself. Um, you know, you, you should be understanding that it's, that it's, there's a large portion of lifestyle involved with the purchase here. Although there are some good options as investment, um, especially now what with Airbnbs and your booking.coms and stuff like that. You know, people buying property, using it as an investment, you know, having it rented out. Um, all that's good stuff. 
um, obviously I'm in the industry, so I'm not going to say don't come and buy here. You know, I'm going to say buy. But um, the one thing to think about, you know, perhaps some properties at the higher end of the price scale, they might take longer to sell than others if, you know, if you decide to move back one day or whatever. But um, in general, you know, it's a, it's a safe investment. It's guaranteed by the government. Um, and it's, it's, it's open and free to all foreigners. You don't have to have any special permitting. It's not like in Mexico where you get a 99-year lease. You know, it, it's, it's an easy transaction to do. Um, and the law is extremely clear. So, um, you know, just don't believe everything you see on the internet. Come down, have a look. Um, find something you like. Define what it is you want to ask. And, you know, have a look at those things. And if they fit for you, then go ahead and do it. Because it's, I mean, looking around uh, and uh, looking at some of the property that's available, there's some incredible places, some beautiful places. Um, what, what, kind of, what kind of investment would you need to, to make to buy, uh, you know, a, reason, a reasonable place? What, 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 do you, what would you think? Well, I mean, you, you're looking at a bare minimum of $50,000, let's say, for a one-bedroom semi-decent condo that's not going to be on the beach with any ocean view but you know if, if that was your budget you can get something livable um a nice two-bedroom villa let's say in a gated community that's going to run you a minimum of sort of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, one forty, one fifty. you know um and up from there you know a three bed maybe for 200 220 and and the pricing goes on um land you can buy in decent areas you can probably buy a decent quarter acre, more or less lot, for about 50, 60, maybe 70 grand. Building costs are around $700 a square meter right now. Um, although that's another story, you know, you've got to come prepared if you want to go through the whole building process. But, um, you know, there, there are properties available. Um, Scotiabank now, they have a program for uh, US, Canadian and UK residents where they will lend you up to 70% of the property value at a 5.9% interest rate, really? which previously was unheard of. That's um, cheap. I'm yeah. It's extremely cheap. Cheapest ever. Yeah. Scotiabank. Um, but you have to be a UK, US or Canadian resident. So it, it doesn't apply, let's say to expats living here. It needs to be somebody coming from their own country. I mean, a fairly simple program to get involved with. Um, so there's now financing involved um, or available. There are also some owner financing deals that you can pick up, you know, probably, Six, 50 60 percent down most of some owners will finance you for two three years at a reasonable rate as well so there, there are more options nowadays for sure because you know I, I keep seeing on social media it says you know every now and then you see one of these uh one of these articles that says top 10 perfect places to retire and and quite often dominican republic's in that and um which is always good because it kind of you, you kind of think, yeah, I'm probably in the right place. Right. Um, but would you would you recommend anyone thinking of uh, just unplugging from <laughs> from the rat race to come down to retire? What would be the best advice? Come and live here for a little bit. You know, just take your time, settle in, see if you like the place or not. Well, I mean, that sounds like the best advice you could give someone. But at the same time, you know, people want to go on with their lives and they want to make that move. Um, so, you know, if they are sort of considering, then, you know, have a look around three, four, five properties, decide which one's best for you and put an offer in. I mean, um, you know, the fact that you mentioned that it, the, the country is consistently 
in these articles um, regarding it being a top 10 destination is because it's true. You know, wonderful climate year round, beaches. Um, here we've got an excellent selection of supermarkets. We've got good fast internet. Um, there's local clinics, which are, you know, North American standard, I believe. Um, you've got all your cable TV channels, all that stuff. So, you know, it, it's not like you're living in the third world. No, it's not, is it? It's not anymore. The, the other day I was somewhere and um, some old boy said to me, he said, who do you use to get your stuff shipped down here? So what do you mean? What stuff? What do I get shipped down here? He says, no, when you want to buy something online, you know, who do you use? Um, I don't buy anything online that I can't find here. It's all here. You know, what, what am I going to buy? So um, it's not like, and years ago it used to be, you know, if we go back 20 years, there weren't such availabilities as we have today. But, you know, the countries uh, and, and the area has come on um, leaps and bounds, really. So yeah. it is a nice place to retire to, you know. I mean, or to live, you know, as a young person. There's plenty of opportunity here. It's a growing area, growing destination. So, um, yeah, there's lots of uh, exciting things happening. Um, mm. On the north coast here, for example, you've got we've got uh, a brand new cruise port from Carnival uh, Cruise Lines over yep. in a place called uh, Amber Cove, which is to the west of us here. And then talk of possibly one or two other two other cruise ports, you know. So it's no, looking good for the north coast. No? Certainly, I mean, you know, the um, the addition of the of the cruise uh, port terminal there in Amber Cove, I think it has been excellent for the economy um, of Puerto Plata. All we need now is um, for the airport to lower their their landing fees, and I'm sure we'll get more flights coming in as well, which will help us endlessly. I hope so. One can only hope. Now, listen, what is it you like? You know, after after you've been here for for all this time for 20 years, what would you say? What is it you like about living here in the Dominican Republic? And uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, expat community here on the North Coast. If I'm honest, um, the fact that I live a fairly stress-free lifestyle, I think that's that's worth its weight in gold. Um, I couldn't imagine living in London, having to go on a one-hour commute to get to work on the underground, stuff like sardines in those trains, freezing your bollocks off. You know, oh, I swore, sorry. No, that's all uh, right. I've got to put it down. It's explicit now. Fire right. away, by yeah. the way. Um, <laughs> you can let a few go. But, you know, it is a stress-free lifestyle. And, you know, we, we know some good people. We have some good social get-togethers. You know, every weekend there's a party or a barbecue in someone's house. The beach is five minutes away. You want to go for a walk. You want to go for a swim. You know, it's all there. And, um, you know, the, the economy's not bad either. So, um, you know, I, I think... There are different types of people in the world. Some people want to slave themselves to their career, retire at 65, get the gold watch, and then they die two years later from stress heart attack. Other people actually enjoy living their life and doing these things and being a, more with nature, let's say. So, um, no, I, I do. And, you know, mentioning the expats and that, as we touched on earlier, you're a United fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. We've got a little group that gets together, watches the football, and it's always a good laugh, you know. Luckily, our cable carrier shows all the games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So we enjoy that, you know. Um, and, you know, just there's some good people down here. There really are. There's some quality people. 
you're never far away from a character, are you, in, uh, in, in Dominica? That's one thing I've learned, you know, everyone that's down here has a story to tell. Everyone's got a unique story and yep. you never know who you sat next to. <laughs> that's right. Next to. That's right. There's, uh, there's some people with some amazing stories to tell. And um, it's, it's, it's a nice place. And on, we haven't touched on that, but it is actually quite a safe place as well, I find. I mean, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, so a good place to live. Now, you, you started diving. When did you start diving? I started diving in uh, February of 2017. What got you into the diving? To be honest, um, what happened was my father had passed away uh, three months prior. And uh, prior to my father's passing, I was literally all business. And I never did anything for myself. So um, I quit the job I had. And... Um, I met with a couple of people in the diving business and uh, I said, I want to try this. And uh, one fella said, don't do it now because the, the water's very murky. He said, wait a little bit. And then um, one day I ran into a buddy of mine who owns a dive shop and uh, I thought, let me just take the jump now. And I, I, get, I paid for him half the course. And I said, I'll, I'll start next week, whatever. I give him the money. So there was no way out now. So, um, I guess four or five days later, I started the course, I paid the rest up, and um, I, just, I just fell in love with it, um, to be honest with you. How much would it cost you to, be, to get certified? Uh, to to, to get it? your open water certification, I think it's about $450 now. Oh, right. Um, yeah, that includes uh, four or five dives, that includes all the equipment rental, you know, you, you're being taught by a certified professional. Um, and then being an open water diver, you're certified to dive up to 60 feet deep. Um, I went straight in and got advanced, which allows you to dive to deeper depths. And then last year, I, I got my rescue certification, which was a fun course. So, you know, I, I love diving. Um, I've got about 150 dives under my belt in the last two and a half years. And um, it, it's great. I mean, we, we really enjoy doing it. So what's, your, what's beyond rescue? You're a rescue diver now. What, what could be beyond that? How far well, can you go with this? The next step is dive master. Right. Then you can get paid to work in diving. And then beyond that, there's different instructor levels and stuff like that. I'm not too interested in becoming an instructor because I don't think I'm a very good teacher. Why is that? I, you know, I've seen people starting off on courses and they can't breathe. I mean, I, I just get tired. I'm not very patient like that. <laughs> I'll be telling them to F off and give them their money back. So no, I'm, I'm not interested in taking it beyond that. But um, yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing pastime. So what do you think, if, if diving's taught you anything, what might it have taught you? It's taught me um, sort of, a, every time you go out there, you are essentially you know, risking your life somewhat. So it teaches you safety. It teaches you to follow procedure. Um, and when you're under the water, you, you forget about everything else. You know, there are no lawyers down there. Well, there should be. <laughs> there aren't any. So you, you're, in a, you're in a world free of lawyers and idiots and all that. And you're with your buddies and you're looking at fish and you're having a good time. You know, you might be hunting some lionfish or doing whatever. And um, it, it's amazing. It's, you, you've got to try it. So what, listen, what's the, 
lionfish. What's what's the deal with that? What, what's going on with lionfish? Because you hear you hear about lionfish all the time, invasive species and blah blah blah. And all yeah. Stuff. Well, the crack with them is they are an invasive species. They shouldn't be here. They belong in the Pacific Ocean. Um, how they got here is either from being released in aquariums uh, along the east coast of America, or they were transported here um, in in the ballast of the ships. But they have made a large environmental impact and uh, as there's no predator for them here no natural predator we're the only ones that can stop them from reproducing and killing everything so what, they they just have a go at all the marine life yeah, they, they eat something like a hundred times their weight every day they lay millions of eggs every year and if you don't kill them they will take over everything and that will destroy the reef and then obviously there won't be any diving so there's there's a group of you that go out and uh, actively hunt these, uh, yeah, these fish. Pretty much everyone, every school down here, um, someone will be carrying a spear if they see one. Um, kill them, you know, a good fish to eat so, and and very very fresh. So literally, you're going to catch it and um, within Does an it hour. Tastes like chicken. Everyone says that. No, it, it's a nice. It's, it's got a dense sort of makeup to it, um, but it's really nice fish, and it's the freshest fish you're ever going to eat. Because yeah, you know, from the ocean. you're catching it yourself and then you're preparing it and somebody's cooking it for you and it's amazing, yeah, really nice. Now, how, how much of an impact do you think you've had in the, in, in the area, you know, do you think? Not enough. If I've, if, you know, I, I know some of the buddies that we dive with, they've certainly taken a chunk out of the lionfish population. Uh, me and myself, not much. <laughs> no, but, gen- you know, generally with, with, with everyone together, do you think you've made a dent in... Oh, definitely. The, you know, the guys we dive with, they say that years ago, these animals were in a lot shallower water. Now they've gone into the deeps because they know that people are after them. So they might be, there might be a lot more of them at depths that we can't reach. So after you, you know, after you've had a, you know, you, you've given the lionfish population a, a good thrashing, you know, you've, you, you've, you've killed a, a good number of lionfish. Are you starting to see the, the benefits of that? Are you seeing more marine life? Are you seeing more kind of fish life? Are you seeing any changes? Yes, uh, but that's not the main reason that we're seeing more lionfish. The Sasua Bay, oh, not lionfish, other fish. The uh, Sasua Bay is now a protected bay, whereas before uh, a lot of fishermen were coming in at nighttime and uh, when there's no guards around and they were sort of you know, fishing all the fish. The bay is now protected. The laws are a lot stronger. They're being enforced more. And as a result of that, um, we see that the marine population has flourished in recent years. It's starting to improve a lot because, you know, I know as well as, as, well as diving that, that you're, um, you're an avid snorkeler. And you, you, there's a group of you called uh, Snorkel Heroes. The Snorkel Heroes, yeah. Um, What's that all about? Every Thursday, uh, me and my mates, we go out and have a snorkel around the bay. Um, you know, just something fun we do. But one of the guys that, that snorkels with us, he's a very good photographer. I've seen some of his pictures. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's got an eye for it. Uh, Kurt, if you're listening, we're talking about you. Um, and he, he's got a really lovely collection of, uh, of images from the experiences we've had in the bay. So literally five minutes from where we are now, five minutes away is uh, is Sasua Bay. Yeah. So what what kind of what kind of uh, kind of marine life can you expect to see in Sasua Bay? Well, snorkeling, you'll see thousands and thousands of fish. I mean, there's a there's an ama- an amazing amount of fish there, I and mean, we we've seen everything from 
stingrays, moray eels, barracudas, um, loads of stonefish, um, blue tang, sergeant majors, even grouper, you know, jacks, you know, they're, they're all Turtles, there. you've seen turtles? We, we've seen a turtle once, yeah. There's a, I've seen a turtle on several occasions, um, but the one time we went out together, we saw a, a, a turtle and uh, she was very playful, very nice. Um, literally right there, you know. So there, there's a, there's a massive variety of, uh, of marine life over there. And like you say, it's starting to, it's starting to improve. Oh, it's flourishing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Now what's the score with, because I know there are, there are, um, a couple of the, or one or two of the, uh, dive uh, groups here or the schools here, they're growing, regrowing the coral gardens. Do yeah. you know anything about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who, I think it's the, um, the environmental ministry that, that sort of more, more involved with that, but they are, there are coral nurseries, um, and stuff like that. The reef itself is coming back. You can ask anybody. Um, they'll tell you that the reef does regenerate and it, it has in the last couple of years improved tremendously. So it's all positive. I can tell you from my own point of view, you know, and I've, I've uh, been on various catamaran trips and blah, 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 you know, all around Sasua Bay. But the last time, uh, which was about three weeks ago, uh, on, on one of the catamarans and, and, and snorkeled in a couple of areas. And I was really quite impressed with what, you know, the amount of fish that I saw. So that's really positive news that that's, uh, that's coming back. Yeah, it's, it's not even just the amount, it's the variety, you know, um, it, everything's there. I mean, um, we haven't seen them snorkeling, but, you know, diving, we've seen dolphins. I know friends that have seen whale sharks. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. There, there, there's been a couple of occasions yeah. of whale sharks, dolphins. So, you know, it, it's all out there. Um, and it's a positive thing. And long may it continue. And what you say is that there's something special about diving in the sense that, you know, with, with, with a, a, group of, a group of people that you go diving with, there becomes a, a, a real special bond. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I play golf a little bit. They always say that when you play golf, you play 18 holes of golf. It feels like you've known someone um, for, for, for years. You always said that diving transcends way beyond that. Can oh, yeah. Explain a bit. I, I've been, I was golfing from the age of sort of 16 up until recently when I packed it in. Um, I never felt the sort of camaraderie amongst golfers as, as I do among, with divers. Um, you know, I, I guess it's because, you know, your life is in my hands and my life is in your hands when we dive together. That, you know, you get out of the water, you have a few stories. Some of the boys have a few beers and stuff like that. But it's quite strange because... And some lionfish. Yeah, and some lionfish. It is quite strange. We haven't really met many bad people doing this. You know, everyone that does it is is pretty cool. Yeah, it's quite amazing in that aspect because you know normally you're going to meet a few idiots, but most people that dive with us, they're fantastic lads or ladies. Well, imagine anyone that is a tosser is kind of uh, <laughs> you know. playing golf. Yeah, playing <laughs> golf, but you know you don't really want to dive with someone. No, but they, it just so happens that you know the, the, the people aren't that way. Cool. Now, just going back to lionfish, you know, so you, you, you've gone to the point from learning diving, now all of a sudden you're carrying a, a spear. Yeah. How is it like to, to, to spear a lionfish? It's the easiest thing to kill anywhere. They don't move. They're stupid animals. They, they sort of sit there and they just wait until, you know, if, if you shoot and miss, then it'll run away. 
but right. it's it's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's, it's oh, really? yeah, it's simple. Okay. As long as you hit it, it she, you know, he's done. Right. Have you ever been stung by one? No, touch wood. Do you know I, anyone that has? Oh yeah, I know a few people that have been stung. How do they describe the pain? They're crying like a baby for a while. It's Seriously? it's really bad. Yeah. Have you been there while, when someone's been stung by? I haven't. No, but I've heard their stories. How long does it last for? They say it could last eight hours, 12 hours. Seriously? Maybe more, yeah. That's not funny, is it? It's not fun. You've got to be careful. Safety first. So this is something so cool. So anyone that's looking to uh, retire to, to, to a wonderful place, there are lots of, uh, lot of things that they could do. And obviously diving is one of them. We've got a, we've got a, a marine life here um, that's... Looks like it's beginning to uh, regenerate, so that's uh, that's wonderful news. Now, switching the subject completely. Go on then. Where do you see yourself in five years? Do you, do you have any 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 plans for the future? Anything exciting coming up? Well, um, I've applied for the vacant position of uh, vice president of the uh, Flat Earth Society. Really? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Where do I see myself in five years? Um, I see myself in five years uh, selling loads of real estate, helping people relocate here, um, you know, taking them through the first steps of living the dream. Um, I see myself a few pounds lighter as well, getting back into a bit more of the sport and that. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's what will happen. Cool. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned the Flat Earth Society, you know, and I've I've heard you talk about this, you know, and, I, and, I, and knowing you as I do, uh, yeah, I know there's some tongue in cheek about that, you know, but any particular reason? <coughs> well, I'm not saying the Earth's flat. What what I the reason I talk about these things is because I see people are so indoctrinated by what they hear through mass media that the second you suggest something outside of the box. They, they, oh no, this guy's crazy. No, you know, what, what I have an issue with is people that are indoctrinated that do not want to question the reality. And that's why I play on it. You know, um, they just laugh. Oh, the earth isn't flat. Well, how do you know? And how I, do you know? Well, but they don't know, do but, you? But they're, they're so quick to attack you and say, oh, you're stupid. You're crazy. Well, maybe you are because you don't question things, right? You're happy to live your little life and your little bubble and all this and all that. And, and that's the reason I play on it. Whether the earth's flat or not, I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't care. Who well, I, well I, I, I would care, actually. I can't say I don't care. But now, the reason I do it is to, to get people thinking. But it's true. We, we, we live in a world where, where, where people just seem so, just so boxed in their, in their, their thinking. I, you know... And the crazy thing is we live in a world right now. We live in a time right now where we've got more information available at the, at the touch of a button at, at your fingertips, literally. And yet we seem to be more stupid. No, people are sheeple. They, you know, they, they just following, they're like lemmings. They're following the next one. You know, they're happy to get home from their nine to five job and then just sit down, watch TV, eat pizza and do the same thing next day. Which isn't living, is it? No, it's not. It's not at all. 
And to be honest with you, it's one of the reasons that, that uh, I wanted to get into, I wanted to get into this, um, this kind of medium because I think people are, from what I understand, people are so like pissed off with the options that they've got ahead of them. You know, if you, I mean, you turn the news on, it's just like, you can just see it's a crock. You can see it's a crock. And, you know, it just seems so crazy that we're, we're, people just stick in that and they don't ask questions and they, they, they don't look at life around them and they don't push the envelope and they don't even consider going outside the box. You know, it's just sad. Yeah, and, and nowadays it's fashionable to be offended. Yeah, everyone's offended by you know, everything. Uh, and uh, do not assume my gender. Let's not even get into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how, how stupid is that? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, that... Yeah. Yeah, let, let's. That, that's one of the things that I'm worried about for the planet. You know, all this. Oh, I'm so easily offended, and all this. Oh, man. Didn't used to be like that. Well, that was that leads me on <clears throat> to the next question, which is, you know, to say we, you know, we live in very interesting and and changing times, and you know, you you touched on one thing there about the way we are as the way we are as as as, as people as a species. What do you think, what do you consider is the, the most, the biggest challenge that, that humanity faces right now? What would you say it is? Well, it's, it's academia or academia, people that you know, graduate from university and because they graduated, they, they will not listen to you. They know everything about everything just because they graduated from university. And ignorance, which is essentially the same thing, right? So, um, you know, the, the media is doing their best job to divide us and to create conflicts amongst us. Um, we've got to try and avoid it. Everyone's just got to try and get along, you know? Well, we're split everywhere now. I mean, everywhere you look, you know, if you look at, you look at politics in the States, you look at politics in the States, it's Republican or, 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 or Democrat. Or, or uh, in the UK, it's either Brexit or it's Remain. Yeah. And then there's, you know, there seems to be this, Wherever there can be division, division seems to be pushed and promoted. And, and that's why I see, you know, every single, you know, whether it's black or it's white or it's Christian or it's, 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 it's Jewish or it's, it's Muslim or whatever it is, it's just division everywhere, everywhere. And, you know, I think this world's got to wake up a little bit and, and realize what's going on and, and start to pull together a little bit, you know. And, and that's one of the, one of the, best reasons for living here because that tribalism does not exist it's not here you don't see it here the biggest division here is you know one side of the bar wants liverpool to win the other side of the bar wants united to win but we live in a very passive society in that way here you know if you've noticed that i have noticed that let me tell you that because you know living here and we, we've known each other for a, for, for a while but living here as long as I have now, and I see these storms come through, uh, come through the Caribbean. And I remember at least one or two occasions where there's been a tropical storm hit this particular area. And, um, you know, and, and really bad flooding and, and you know, some, some storm damage. And I look at people and they, they bring their belongings onto the side of the road. They let them dry out in the sun. They work together as a community. Someone cooks food. They share the food. They play some dominoes. They drink some rum. They just get on with it. Yeah. 
And there's a real community here as well, I've noticed, you know, but, but people don't get stressed out about the little things that, that I think probably we do in the first world, as you call it. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I agree 100%. You know, the, the Dominican people are very, um, very gracious in that manner. You know, um, most of them, most of the people are, you know, they'll take their shirt off their back for you. And uh, it's nice to live in a, in a society like that. People are very helpful, very generous, very gracious. And um, you certainly don't see that very often in, in a lot of the major cities in the world, do you? Yeah. We've forgotten that, you know. When, when when I go back, when I go back to the UK, for example, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come back here, and and if I've gone for an extended time, you know, just driving around here, I, I always use the catchphrase. I, I was involved in a in a webpage business, and the catchphrase was "Never far away from a smile," mm. and it's kind of weird. You mm. know? Have you noticed that as you drive around, people just genuinely happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, why wouldn't you be happy living in this climate? You know what I mean? You know, the, the, how many homeless people do we see in Sosua? You don't see them, do you? I think there's one lady that's mentally not right and she can't receive any help and stuff like that. But you don't see homeless people. Imagine being homeless in London, freezing your ass off in November, December, January. At least if you were homeless here, there's coconut trees, mango trees everywhere. You've got food you can grab off the side of the street. I mean, it's a totally different concept. So, now there, there are many, many benefits to living here. Yeah. And the concept of family is still, still very strong here, isn't it? Oh, amongst Dominican families? Yeah. You know, yeah. Still the only country in the world with the, with the Bible on its cross, on its, on its flag. Um, deeply religious people, um, which I don't think is a bad thing. You know, family is, is integral to to the family life, you know, that, that's how it is. So it's all good in that aspect. Cool. Now we're coming towards the end. We're coming towards the end of this chit chat. And uh, to be honest with you, we're just getting, trying to get the hang of, right. of this and how, how, how it all works. And I hope that this will be the first conversation of many because I know, I know it's scratching the surface of, um, in fact, you've not really sworn very much. So anyone that's listening to this that knows you, will know that what are you saying <laughs> I'm, are you saying i'm a foul mouth person i'm not foul mouth. No, i no, don't no. swear my mum could be listening to this Hi, mum. well we listening call no well adjectives let's call them adjectives but there will be very few adjectives here you know so i hope that this is something that we can continue on and we can start to invite some uh, some uh, the wonderful people that we know and, and, and you know just have a really good uh, a good chit chat and yeah. shoot the shit Oh, as, there you go. As they say. One point yeah. for you. I'll One throw pound in the jar. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I'm going I'm to close this, and you don't know about this. You don't know about this question. But, you know, entering a realm of magic, right here, right now. I've got a magic wand. And there's a magic wand. It's got one wish. And I'm going to pass it to you, and you can do anything with that wish. Anything you can do, anything you can, inf you can influence the world in any way, shape, or form. What would you do? One wish. Mm. That's a tricky one, isn't it? Can't be to do with Liverpool. No, because we're gonna we're gonna win the league this year anyway. So I, no point wasting it on that. No, this is true. Um, I hate to I hate to say it is. 
Okay. One wish. Okay. I'd be selfish if I said it was something for me, wouldn't it? I'd have to say something like, you know, peace be upon humanity, you know. Otherwise, you know. You can say what you want. It's a <laughs> no, free no, world. Let's have a look. Uh, awkward pause. One wish. Um, well, it's a hard one, is it? I mean, it's, it's a easy. really tricky one. It's not easy to and answer. I meant to, I meant to give you the heads up on it, but not, you know, not uh, it is a tricky one. Probably wish my ex-wife would come back to me. That would be, that would be the best one right now. Um, yeah, that would probably be it. Well, maybe she's listening and hopefully she's listening. And... Maybe she is, who knows? Hope springs. <laughs> I wish you well with that, man. If you're Thank serious. you. Yeah, no. I, if the, if it's a true magic wand, hopefully it works. It is a magic wand. So you know what you put out there, you get back. So you know it's going to happen. Man. Appreciate that. All right, listen, Ty. It's been an absolute pleasure. Short and sweet. I know there's a lot more we can talk about, but it really has been a pleasure. And I'd like to thank you for your time and for being on. One of the early editions of the Real DR podcast. Onwards and upwards. Good night, everyone. Wishing you all the best. Ah, Ty, before we go, listen, anyone that's looking to tell us a little bit about your company. You know, if anyone's thinking about buying property down below, okay. what, what should they do? Yeah, before we go, I'd like to thank you also for having us on the show. And um, hopefully it is the first of many. <coughs> um, at the minute, our website is uh, www.aey-investments.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and all that stuff as well. So we've got our listings there and you can, um, you can also give us a call if you want. Uh, our phone number with WhatsApp is 809-756-7611. And uh, yeah, that's the uh, shameless plug for the business there. And why not? Why not why indeed? Not? Thank and, you very and, much, Phil. And, and listen, Ty, you, you, you wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't invite you on if I didn't trust you implicitly. And uh, I know you're a wonderful broker and... Uh, you give first class advice. So I wish you all the success with that. Thanks again. Thank you very much, Phil. Yeah, thanks again. And uh, listen, we'll see you soon, I hope, on the next uh, edition of the Real DR podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night.